This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's the latest controversy over the Liberal government's taxation policy. This time, the problem is the clawback of a tax credit for vulnerable diabetics. The issue is that since May, according to the opposition and health care advocates, the Revenue Department stopped approving a disability tax credit for thousands of people with type 1 diabetes. Uh, These are people who had previously claimed it and who have met some very stringent eligibility requirements. Now, remember, just a week ago, there were howls of protest over a plan to tax employee discounts for retail workers. And, of course, who can forget the government spent the rest of the week backing off some of its plans, controversial plans to tax small businesses, some of its tax reform. All of this amid questions about whether Finance Minister Bill Morneau is in a conflict of interest because of his millions of dollars in private sector assets. Now, we're going to break this all down, but I want to hear from you about this latest. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 866 744-740, we are talking about uh, the government clawing back a disability tax credit, and we're going to start with someone who is most effective, and that is a diabetes patient, of course, and with us we have Diana Provenzano. Hello, Diana. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, thank you. Okay, uh, Diana, uh, tell us a little bit about your situation. How long have you been a type 1 diabetic, and, and what does that mean in terms of uh, your cost for medication and, and what you have to go through to stay healthy? Um, oh, I've been a type 1 uh, for 37 years now. And um, first of all, type 1 diabetes, it's with you every single minute of the day. It never leaves you. Once you're diagnosed, your pancreas no longer produces insulin, and insulin is required to convert carbohydrates into energy for your body. And without that, um, you end up having very, uh, without insulin, your blood sugars go up. And as your blood sugars go up, you then become incapable of thinking clearly or doing anything um, because you just don't have energy in your body to have your heart pump, your lungs to breathe, your brain to think, basically, to put it down. So it's the type one is with you all the time. Okay. So what do you have to do? How many how many times uh, do you have to measure your blood sugar in a day? Uh, what's the cost of the equipment to do that? Um, how much time do you have to spend again maintaining just staying healthy? Okay. So my blood sugars I take uh, approximately ten to fifteen blood sugars a day, and if I decide to do any exercise, I'll have to take more blood sugar measurements than that. Um, and my cost, 
I'm on an insulin pump. So on my insulin pump, and I also wear a sensor, uh, which helps me to monitor my trends for my blood glucose so that I can stay healthy. The cost of just the insulin pump and the sensors for myself cost me $7,000 a year. Wow. That's not for the insulin, not for the blood glucose uh, strips. The blood glucose strips, a strip costs you a dollar for each strip, basically. And so you, you, you go through 12 a day? $15 a day. And, and those, none of those things are covered? Oh, unless you have private health insurance, or if you're over 65, of course, they're covered through some of our health plans. But when you're under 65, uh, they're not covered. So um, Now, your insulin pump in the province of Ontario, we do get $600 from the provincial government to help us with pump supplies every quarter. So I'm getting right now $2,400 from the province of Ontario to help with my pump supplies. Okay, so how much does this cost you, you would say, on a yearly basis? The the figure that I've seen from the Diabetes Society is that it costs people on average about $15,000 a year. I would agree with that. That's probably very close to where it's costing me, yes. And, and how much time do you have to spend uh, monitoring and taking care of your diabetes? Um, I would say it's every minute, but of course, Revenue Canada, like I did qualify for my disability tax credit, and every it, Revenue Canada only allows certain activities for us to qualify for the Revenue Canada uh, treatment. So for Revenue Canada, well, they only allow for insulin monitoring and uh, blood glucose monitoring. Those activities, I was requested the last time I applied for my disability tax credit to make a list for every quarter hour for the last seven days how I manage my diabetes. And in doing that, just for the activities they permit, it took me uh, over 18 hours. Just a minute, was that... The, the amount of time to monitor your diabetes or the, uh, the paperwork? Just to monitor, actually take my blood sugars and change my insulin sites. Okay, uh, so what's the problem there? My understanding is that to qualify for this tax credit, you need to spend at least 14 hours. You were over that. I know, but the problem is that Revenue Canada is not um, accepting a lot of the applications. Though our doctors are indicating that the applications and we're meeting the 14 hours, they're basically, we, they go back and question the doctor, are you sure that they're spending 14 hours in their care? Uh-huh. So just to, again, give a sense of what's required here, uh, you have to fill out all this paperwork and you need a doctor to certify that, yes, you are doing these things and should qualify for this tax credit. That's correct. Uh, so, um, I mean, uh, were you surprised when you heard that uh, that suddenly a lot of these applications are being turned down? Uh, yes, I was surprised because I have to reapply next year. So right now we only get the credit, some people get the credit for five years. Some people are given the credit for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. There's no consistency in that regard whatsoever by Revenue Canada. Uh, when you have type 1 right now, there's no cure for type 1 right. uh, diabetes. You have it for life. Uh, so they should be consistent and allow everyone to get the credit for until they find a cure. Unfortunately, we're not there yet. Uh-huh. And the, the credit, uh, what's it worth? The credit is worth approximately $1,500 uh, towards reducing your tax cost. 
Mm-hmm. Which doesn't cover the cost of our medical supplies. No, it certainly doesn't. I, I guess you can uh, apply the rest of it, you know, medical costs. If they exceed 3% of your income, you can yes, that's correct. get you it off that. your taxes. But, uh, you know, that's... Um, you know that's 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 not that much either. No. Uh, so um, I mean, how do you see this? Do you um, do you have you been in touch with other people who are in the same situation? Yes. Well, actual fact, uh, quite a few of my friends because they weren't getting, they didn't get their applications approved recently. They've been calling and asking, you know, what was my experience? And I guess the one experience that I found very unusual, I remember my doctor when they called me and said, well, Diane, I sent it in, and now they've sent me a letter asking me, um, you know, do you meet the 14 hours? And I know you meet the 14 hours. What am I supposed to tell them? I've already told them that on the application. What should I tell them now? So I had my doctor asking me that question. I said, well, I guess send them a letter telling them I need it. And I was fortunate enough, she sent the letter within the time limit and that Revenue Canada wanted a response, though the letter did not request the specific date of return of her response. And I finally did get the approval for the DTC. Um, But that was five years ago. Yeah. And this time I'm there thinking next year I might not get it. Okay, well, well, it seems that, that there's been some kind of change as of this year, as of May. That's right. Because uh, and, now people are not getting it. Uh-huh. And what have your friends that you've spoken to that have not gotten it told you? Uh, did they just get a letter saying, sorry, this is not approved? Yes, exactly. That you don't meet the 14 hours. Though they're medical professional, doctor, who are specialized in specifically in diabetes care, have signed and said they meet the 14-hour requirement. Well, apparently the revenue minister... Um, has now said that she's going to look into it. And, uh, I mean, their solution also seems to be to perhaps hire more bureaucrats because they say they want to hire nurses or people who trained as nurses for Revenue Canada to be able to assess the applications that have already gone through a doctor. Oh. uh, What do you think of that idea? I think that if you do have a qualified doctor, they know if it's a qualified doctor because the doctors have to stamp the document with their certification number that as long as that the doctor has determined who knows your care that you meet the 14 hours, they should honor that uh, situation. Otherwise, you're telling me that Revenue Canada is advising us that all our doctors don't know what they're doing. And what would you like to see happen? I would like them to actually see that doctors who certify the application indicate that the applicant has met the requirements get approved. Okay. Diana, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be back with more on this story. We're going to be hearing uh, from Kristen Hansen from Diabetes Canada and Pierre Polievre, who is the conservative finance critic and ethics critic and who uh, helped bring this to light after one of his constituents complained to him. That's going to be after the break. And, of course, we want to hear from you. This is kind of the latest thing. A week ago today, we were talking about a plan to tax employee discounts for retail workers who are not exactly the best paid people in our country. So uh, what do you think of this 
latest thing. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we'll be back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the latest tax controversy that the Liberal government is facing. It came to light that uh, the Canada Revenue Agency has been disallowing the applications of people with type 1 diabetes for a disability tax credit. Uh, This seems to target a lot of vulnerable people. Uh, And we want to know what you think of this. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, uh, we are going to uh, Kim Hansen of Diabetes Canada and Pierre Polyevre, who is the conservative finance critic. Welcome to you both. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. you. Okay, let's start with Pierre. How did you first find out about this problem? And uh, what did you find when you tried to look into it? I learned of the problem when I was door knocking in a South Ottawa community that I represent in my riding of Carleton. I bump into a young lady, Madison Ferguson, who told me that she had been rejected for the disability tax credit, even though her doctor had certified that she qualifies. So I subsequently met with Kimberly Hansen of Diabetes Canada, my co-guest on this show, and she explained to me that this is a a pervasive problem that uh, began uh, to metastasize around spring of this year. Suddenly, type 1 diabetics were being rejected en masse, even when their doctors had certified that they qualified for the tax credit based on the criteria in the Income Tax Act. Uh, There are a quarter million Canadians suffering with this disease. It requires hours every day of blood tests, insulin infusions and injections, uh, special dietary regimens, uh, all of which are critical and life-saving therapy uh, that that is required for our uh, our, uh, Canadians with this uh, disease. So, um, you know, I, we, we, uh, we decided yesterday to come out and stand up against this latest liberal tax grab on these vulnerable Canadians. Uh, Kimberly, uh, do you have any idea how many people with diabetes have been turned down? We've asked for this information and haven't received the statistics from CRA yet, but we, we've received hundreds of complaints directly to us at Diabetes Canada and extrapolating based on information we've received from the Association of Disability Tax Professionals, what we're seeing and what we know must be out there, this is affecting tens of thousands of people. And um, what do you think, do you have any sense of what may have brought this on? I wish I did. Unfortunately, I don't. The CRA when we were in dialogue with them earlier this summer, maintained that there has been no change in policy nor in their position uh, with respect to applications from people with diabetes. There's been no change to the law or the guidelines. And yet, all of a sudden this spring, 
we saw the rates of disallowances of applications from people with type 1 diabetes skyrocket, such that whereby a year ago, uh, 80% of people with diabetes that applied for this tax credit with certification from their clinician were getting approved for it. Now, at least 80, maybe 90% are being disallowed. Uh, Pierre, do you have any sense of this? Um, I am given to understand that that part of the issue there are, there are now more and more private firms that make these applications on behalf of people. Does that have something to do with it? It shouldn't because the the criteria in the Income Tax Act has nothing to do with who files the application and everything to do with whether or not the person meets uh, objective requirements. So in the case of uh, people with type 1 diabetes, the law is clear. If that person requires therapy three times a week for a total of at least 14 hours, they get the tax credit. If, it's, if they do not require therapy three times a week for, a four, for 14 hours, they do not get the tax credit. It's a doctor that determines whether or not, in fact, they do have that requirement. Uh, and w- w- what is so troubling about these rejections is that the doctors have certified that the people rejected do require the mandated 14 hours a week of treatment. Uh, so they, under the law, there's no doubt that they, that they qualify unless uh, bureaucrats and officials in the Trudeau government are calling these doctors liars. Um, again, um do you think that this is something that uh, the government mandated, or do you think this is the Canada Revenue Agency going out on its own uh, where it may have been suspecting some kind of abuse? I mean, do you have any kind of uh, clarity on that, Pierre? The tone comes from the top. Uh, Justin Trudeau and Bill Morneau have been going around saying that, that there are all these wealthy tax cheats out there that need to be uh, pursued. Uh, and so first they went after small businesses and farmers. Then they went after employee discounts two weeks ago. Remember, they were going to tax yep. that chicken salad sandwich that a waitress has during her 15-minute break. Uh, and now they're going after disabled uh, people, uh, people with disabilities who suffer from diabetes. I think that Justin Trudeau is running out of other people's money, and he's told his tax collectors to go get him some more. Uh Kimberly, do you have any sense of what sparked this? Uh, and do you have you been in touch with other health advocates? I mean, who um, who represent other people with other illnesses who would qualify for the, for a disability tax credit? Are they facing the same thing? What What I can tell you is that I don't understand what caused this change. Um, we've We've asked the CRA repeatedly what the change is attributable to. And we haven't had an answer. <coughs> what we would have hoped is that they would have reached out to uh, specialists in diabetes, to patient stakeholder groups such as Diabetes Canada, to have uh, asked to understand what's involved in treating this disease before arriving at the conclusion that it just doesn't take people with type 1 diabetes, uh, sometimes upwards of 14 hours a week, to manage the disease. I am also on the executive group of uh, the Disability Tax Fairness Alliance, and that's an organization uh, with members from many, many, many different associations representing many different 
uh, illnesses and conditions. And certainly we're seeing unfair practices with respect to reviewing applications for this tax credit for people with many different conditions, such as autism or brain injuries uh, or rare disorders. Uh, I would say that we're seeing a particular concentration right now, or, or it's more systematic with respect to people with type 1 diabetes. It's not unique to us, but we are being particularly targeted. And so Diabetes Canada has been working with uh, the JDRS, with the Canadian Medical Association, Canadian Nurses Association, and the Society for Endocrinology and Metabolism to bring this issue to light because we're all in agreement that the certifications of doctors, that their patients are spending the required time, should be respected and accepted, resulting in the credit being given to those qualifying patients. And, and is there any kind of recourse? Is there some kind of appeal process? Yes, there is. And p- even patients who are appealing right now, we're seeing, are being rejected again. So um, there's, there's a, the way that the process works, you apply. If the CRA has questions, they come back for clarification. Then they render a judgment. Then you can apply, uh, sorry, appeal if you don't like the judgment. And at each stage, we're seeing people being rejected. Uh, and the same kind of language is appearing that they just don't accept that it can take more than 14 hours a week to manage uh, this disease as an adult. And that is contrary to um, the experience of tens of thousands of patients and their caregivers. Um, Okay, let's uh, take a couple of calls. We've got Victor and Barry. Hello, Victor. Victor? Hi. Hi. Uh, Listen, I don't know much about this diabetes, but I'm getting really frustrated with this government. I mean... Uh, and now they're doing this. I mean, we have to get rid of them. We have to get rid of these guys, like Pierre Trudeau used to say, follow Duddle. Follow Duddle to, to Justin uh, Trudeau. This guy is an animal. We have to get rid of him. Do you understand? Um, okay, Victor, we hear you, you know, loud I'm and really clear. Frustrated. I can't take this. I mean, they're either going to ruin us or kill us. <laughs> well, I doubt that. Thanks, you Victor, know, for no, your you call. This, this Trudeau, he's, he's up to something. He knows he's going to lose the election, so he's going to try and stick every penny he can in his pocket. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that, Victor, but we hear you. Well, Thanks for your call. Let's get rid of him, people. Let's get rid of him. Okay. We've got Bert in Mississauga. Hey, Bert. Hi. You're on hey. the air. Go ahead. Yes, I just want to confirm something. I listen to your program quite often, and I find it very interesting. Not A couple of minutes ago, I heard you were speaking to a lady pertaining to diabetes. Okay, she's still and, here with us. Okay. She said um, she referred to type 1. Yep. That type 1 is not curable at all. Yep. In my opinion, type 2 is not curable neither. Uh, well, that's not that's not really true. People have reversed their type 2 diabetes. Thanks for your call, Bert. Uh, so I'm going to go back to Pierre Polyevre, uh before we switch gears here. And uh, Pierre, I just saw a news release from your office, and uh, this is uh, shifting into the next subject that we're going to be tackling, which has to do with the economic statement coming tomorrow. And you've just called on the finance minister to apologize. Yes, the, the finance minister uh, has uh, behaved very badly and very hypocritically. Uh, first of all, he tried to raise taxes on uh, our local businesses and family farmers, calling them a privileged few, using fancy accounting schemes to avoid paying their fair share. 
None of that was true, of course, but we did find out that there was someone who was using loopholes, and that was the finance minister himself. He held a offshore company in France without reporting it as he was required to the ethics commissioner. Then we learned that he's been uh, secretly, uh, at least secret from the point of view of the Canadian people, uh, holding shares in his family business, Morneau Chappelle, a company that he regulates. Uh, he is the finance minister, and it is a financial and pension company. Uh, and uh, he, we only found out about it last week because uh, some journalists were able to dig, dig up uh, that fact. So it's time for him to apologize for his hypocrisy and for his uh, mean-spirited uh, um, slander against our hard-working small business people. Okay, uh, so what do you want to see? I mean, this is coming out, uh, uh, you know, uh, the day before the economic statement, which presumably will have some good news in it. Well, uh, we don't know what will be in the fall economic statement. We don't know if the government's going to keep its promise to keep the deficit at below $10 billion a year. Last fiscal year, they exceeded that number by 80%. Uh, this year, we, we don't know if they're going to honor their word, but if they do, uh, we'll, uh, we'll breathe a sigh of relief. But we also need to know uh, what else the finance minister holds in his vast network of numbered companies and trust funds. Uh, these holdings may uh, present uh, uh, problems for someone who has control over $300 billion of public spending, and who regulates the financial and banking sector, and who is the most powerful financial decision maker in Canada. So we want, if you want to have absolute financial power, you need absolute financial transparency. That's what we're calling for from this minister. Okay, uh, Pierre Polyever, thanks so much for joining us. Good to be with you. Bye-bye. Okay, we're going to take uh, one more call on this before we switch gears. We've got Chris in Little Britain. Hi, Chris. Hello. Uh, are you, because I had to briefly leave, are you still talking about diabetics? Uh, we're taking your call on that. Go ahead. Okay. I've been a diabetic now for 75 years, so I've gone through a lot of different systems of management and so on. Um, the one thing that I would stress is that if you treat diabetics properly, you don't run into the blindness, the loss of limbs uh, that go with long-term diabetes. And that keeps an awful lot of people out of hospital and uh, reduces the cost to the medical system. Um, if diabetes is untreated or not treated well or people can't afford to treat their diabetes, uh, the cost to the healthcare system will rise significantly. Uh, you make a very good point, Chris, um, that uh, this whole thing could end up uh, being a case of uh, penny wise and pound foolish. Yes, uh, extremely so. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to hear you sound like you're managing your diabetes. You've had it for a long time and uh, good on you for doing that. Yes, it's a case of following the rules. And as the rules change and as things become simpler and better, we should follow that. It's no point going back to old-time treatments that were found not to be sufficient. 
Okay, Chris, thank you very much for that. Thank you for listening to me. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to switch to the topic that Pierre Polyevre was alluding to, and that is the fiscal update that's coming tomorrow. And uh, the question is this. We know the economy is doing really well, uh, but is the government going to try to reduce the deficit, given that that's happening? And is that what you want them to do? Usually the way things go in bad times, you spend money to try to stimulate things. In good times, you put a little bit away. Uh, does not appear that that has been the way Ottawa has been functioning. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.